This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by TaylorMade and the all-new Stealth 2, Stealth 2 Plus, and Stealth 2 HD Carbon Woods. Designed with more carbon for more forgiveness. Learn more at TaylorMadeGolf.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino, Bob Weeks, and Adam Scully. Oh, so good. We are back. Good morning, Canada. Welcome inside the season premiere of Golf Talk Canada. Season number 13, our lucky number 13. Adam Scully, Mark Sacchino, Bob Weeks all around the table this morning. Mark, it is good to be back. And hey, how about that timing? You know, Brooke Henderson, she knew we were coming back for this Monday morning live. She said, you know what? I'm going to go out and win the season opener on the LPGA Tour. I don't think we're, I don't think we have Mark just yet. I think we have a bit of a connectivity issue here uh, as uh, we are slowly getting underway here on season 13. Still dealing with the home setup from time to time, of course. But uh, Brooke Henderson goes out and gets her 13th career LPGA Tour victory in the season opener on the LPGA Tour. And, you know, wire-to-wire victory as well, which was incredible to see uh, for a couple of reasons. A, wire-to-wire is just impressive, period. And B, because she's using a brand new set of golf clubs. Yes, she signed an equipment deal with TaylorMade and now uh, is using TaylorMade from top to bottom, the full gear, the full shebang. So good for Brooke Henderson for getting it done. A wire-to-wire champion, 13 career LPGA Tour victories. Now, since she joined the LPGA Tour in 2015, only one player has more victories than Brooke Henderson. That player, Lydia Ko with 14. So Brooke Henderson really getting it done early on the LPGA Tour this season. Now, the LPGA Tour isn't back in action for about a month now in Thailand, and which is pretty crazy to think that Brooke Henderson's going to go out win the season opener, and then go to Thailand a month later and go on and play. Now, I think we have Mark on the line, ready to rock now. Mark is here. Uh, Mark, first of all, season 13, we are back. How good does it feel to be back? <laughs> Hold on. Well, I could have started the new season without a broken mic. Maybe. I mean, you know, you can't be perfect. <laughs> so, <laughs> so season 13 starts off exactly the same how it should, with a technical difficulty. <laughs> because that's typically, it is typically how it goes. Uh, wow. I, I, what I was saying there that no one could hear because of a broken microphone was, uh, you know, we anticipated a big fall for Brooke, right? We wanted like multiple wins in the fall and we kind of, you know, all felt it was coming. And even though she played well, we didn't get those, those bask, basket of victories that maybe, you know, some of us were suggesting was going to happen, but it didn't take long at, you know, winners only event, obviously an equipment change that we'd like to talk about, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, 14 tailor-made clubs in the bag now, including the golf ball uh, TP5X that she switched to a year ago. The first official event as a member of Team TaylorMade with the W. Um, I think I read a quote somewhere saying that she feels that she can go really hard at this driver, uh, her Stealth 2, with uh, major forgiveness, which is really the story this year with Stealth uh, 2. 
And she says it can take a lot. I leaned on it a lot. She hit a bunch of fairways, wire to wire. Well done, Brooke. Here we go. Yeah, here we go. Great for Brooke Henderson getting it done uh, with the new gear and out of the gates off to this unbelievable start. We now have Bob here on the line joining us as well. Uh, Weeksy, I have to give you credit because new this year for 2023, we do a speed golf hit every Wednesday that goes into Sports Center, And generally, we go out and we pick a... Uh, cha- a champion on the PGA Tour. No, I'm sorry, we actually don't have Bob on the line just yet. You know, technical difficulties, they, they happen. It's, it's, it's all c'est la vie. As None of say. our we'll remote get... is working this morning. None of our yes. remote. Now that we're all back in studio, for some of yeah. us who are on the West Coast, that isn't yeah. helping. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm going to get to that question to Bob here shortly. But, Mark, we should tell okay. our listeners we have yep. a very busy show. We have a huge announcement that we have been teasing for quite some time now on social media and that announcement will be coming out at some point during this show so you'll have to stay tuned because 2023 will be our biggest year ever on golf talk canada we'll also be joined by tomo bystead from taylor may to discuss the new stealth 2 driver that brooke henderson used to get that victory and as well many other top players on the PGA Tour also using the Stealth 2 driver. We'll update all things GTC, TSN Edge, everything. But before we get to Bob, who I think we have on the line now, first let's hit our first news and headlines of 2023. News and headlines are brought to you by Sandbagger Hard Seltzer. Sandbagger, everybody knows one. Okay, so we now have Bob on the line. Bob, first of all, welcome back to Golf Talk Canada Season 13. We are back and rolling smoothly now, I hope. <laughs> well, yeah, now that I have him, I'm logged on. It's great. Uh, thank you. I was just uh, delayed because I had to chat with the beautiful people up in Ottawa on uh, wow. CFRA, our uh, station up there, just because they're anxious to hear about their girl, about Brooke. Yeah, you know what's interesting win, so. is that when, when Bob goes on Ottawa radio, he only speaks to the beautiful ones. He refuses... <laughs> to not speak to the the non beautiful crowd in Ottawa. I just, that's, that's I they're always all found that interesting. They're all beautiful up there. You know that. <laughs> yes. Okay. So the question I was getting to you, Bob, uh, before uh, going to news and headlines was uh, new this year on Sports Center. Every Wednesday we do a speed golf hit, where we preview all things in the world of golf. And generally, our last question is you picking a winner that week on the PGA Tour, but. We may have planned this. We may not have planned this. When the question was asked by yours truly, I just said, Bob, pick a winner this week. And you picked none other than Brooke Henderson. G- given all the changes, given her offseason, given the, the health issues, the injury issues she went through at the end of 2022, was this a hunch play? What, what made you pick Brooke this week on the LPGA Tour? Uh, I picked it because she, she had such a great record at this golf tournament i think uh, she was runner-up last year she's i don't think she's been worse than top six uh, in the in the five years she's or the four years that she previously played in this tournament so i was going by that and the fact that uh that i think i thought the new gear and all that would kind of if you know excite her get her sort of pumped up to try and make it all work and um i guess i got lucky i picked a winner there and i picked john rom on the men's side so it's a double week mm-hmm. for me how about that <laughs> i know it doesn't count in our leaderboard but I mean, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, Mark and I had the exact same team on the TSN Edge, making history as the first 
time that's ever happened <laughs> in our illustrious life on Golf Talk Hand. And now Bob goes double header for back-to-back winners uh, on the PGA Tour and LPGA Tour. So good for you, Bob. But, you know, getting back to Brooke, and obviously the new gear is a, a massive story and great. Us as a tailor-made show, but for Brooke, trying new things. And, Jets, we've spoken about this at length. For Henderson, she hits the ball well 95% of the tournaments, but her make or break is around the greens and on the greens. And Bob, it's clear that new putter this week was certainly working for her. Oh man, I don't think she's ever putted better for four days than I've seen her. I mean, there was no real blip that I I saw when she was putting. There were some really kind of nervy three and four foot par putts that she used for saves. She rolled in more long putts, I think, than I've ever seen. She averaged 28 putts uh, around for the week, which is, Anytime she's won, she's always been under 30. So that's which is, you know, that's kind of one plus one. I know when you're talking about golf, but uh, it was it was pretty remarkable. And she was interesting when she was talking in the press conference. After there was a number of questions about her uh, her equipment, and uh, one of them one of the guys said uh, she said she was making adjustments up until Sunday before this, the tournament started, and they said what you, what were you adjusting? And she says she said I think it was I think it was the loft, and then she looked over to the side. I'm assuming to Brittany, and she said, yeah, it was a lot. Oh, yeah, okay, it was the loft. I don't think she has a technical bone in her body. She is a complete feel player when it comes to these clubs. So, obviously, whatever it was that she was feeling with the putter and the rest of the, the gear, she, uh, she liked it. Yeah, certainly, and that's awesome to see. And uh, during our uh, quieter portion of the schedule in the winter, when we did a bunch of best-of shows, we all had predictions for 2023, and each of us had Brooke to win more than one time on the LPGA Tour in 2023. Mark, I'll start with you. Given she's gotten off to this unbelievable start, now 13 career LPGA Tour victories, how have your expectations for Brooke changed now that she already has a win under her belt? Uh, I thought she would win likely two or three times uh, from the very start, and I likely thought she would add another major. I know it's high expectations. I know the majors only come around five times a year on the LPGA Tour. I get it. But that's the bar she set, and she just proved it again. She just proved again that our bar that we put on her is not too high for her because she just went out and won a very big golf tournament against an incredible field and, and, and with a new set of clubs, to Bob's and your point, right? I love her with that center-shafted putter, FYI, guys. I think that's really good for her, the center-shafted putter. So um, my expectations have not changed. Uh, I, I said two to three wins. Now I'm leaning three, and I'm still thinking – she's going to win a major because I I just can't see her not contending in most of them, especially the tougher the setup. This is a tough setup this week at Lake Nona. I mean, I know a ton of members there, and they are not happy with the prep coming into this golf tournament for for the ladies. The rough is lush. They They don't chop it for weeks. They overseed. They water. I mean, this is a tough, tough setup down there at Lake Nona. Uh, to the point where the members don't even want to play their own golf course in, in the weeks leading in. Uh, and that, to me, that's why I just like her at majors. The tougher they set it up, the more it becomes about ball striking, the more it's Brooke. Bob, for you, your expectations for Brooke now that she already has a win this season? Well, she's got uh, 32 more events to win one more, so our, our odds <laughs> look pretty good, <laughs> I would think. Um, you know, the, the, the interesting stat that our friend uh, Justin Ray put out today was that since 2015, only Lydia Ko has won more tournaments on the LPGA Tour than Brooke Henderson. 
And I think it's, um, I think it's as Mark says, I think, why wouldn't you think she's going to win more? Why wouldn't you think she's going to win major championships? She certainly seems to be in a great place. Um, I think, too, one of the other things that we probably overlooked a little bit is the fact that because of that bad back, she's had to do a lot of training, and she's done some, some rehab on the back, but she's also done some strength training. That's something that she has never really done before, and I think that can only help her as well. You know, when you're 23, 24, um, you pretty much think you're invincible, but <laughs> the, the body starts to, as we all know, the body starts to, uh, to, to react when you're taking that many swings over that many days over that many years. So I think that side of Brooke is something new that's also going to play into her strengths as we go on in the season. Well, and coming up in our next segment, we're going to hear Brooke after she went one-on-one -on -one with our own Bobby Weeks, where Brooke will recap her victory and her own expectations for 2023. Now, Bob, you mentioned it. You won. You picked two correct winners this past weekend. Mm -hmm. Brooke was one. John Rahm was the other one. And Mark, you're there on location. Uh, you were there on location. You're still somewhere. Where, where are still you here. Right now? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm okay. still here. I am in. I am in the. Uh, well, I should. Maybe I shouldn't say this public in case all the Golf Talk Canada <laughs> fans rush the Embassy Suites in La Quinta, California. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that is where I am. You know what? I'll give you guys something interesting. And I'm going to get into this a little bit more in Winners Weird and What later mm -hmm. on in the show. But today in the desert. There is a wind advisory in effect until 6 p.m. It is howling outside to the point where there is an air, air quality and air condition warning as well because you can get sandstorms when the wind blows this hard in the desert. If we had this weather 24 hours ago, it would have been a very different final <sighs> round at the American Express. Instead, we got four days in a dome and some of the craziest scoring we've seen in a long time. Yeah, we certainly did. Mark, John... Mark of Arabia. <laughs> I was to say Mark, Mark of Arabia. There he is with his. I could just see him out on the golf course with his cloth across his face. And... <laughs> on a camel, Bob. On a yeah. camel. Yeah, exactly. Well, and, and, and we'll have we'll have much more on the course setup and the dome-like conditions where uh, John Rahm, who won the tournament, was. Uh, pretty skeptical about uh, the conditions that were there and he was uh, not uh, he was pretty honest about them last year as well uh, and he was pretty honest about them this time around but we'll hear from John Rahm a little later in the show I have a full recap of this past week at the American Express John Rahm already two W so far in 2023 now since this is our first radio show of the new season our season 13 premiere stay tuned later in the show our huge announcement is coming up this is our biggest year ever as a part of news and headlines this week for our first show we're gonna take a look back at some stories that we that went on while we were away some more personal uh, in terms of our company some in terms of what's going on in the world of golf and we're going to start with TSN plus where on our golf talk Canada feeds when Bob broke the news that TSN plus is the home of the PGA Tour. Mark has his PGA Tour live shirt on right now. Too bad we're not on television. <laughs> when Bob broke that news and our, our social media team posted that, we have never seen more traction on any social media post ever, ever. Tiger Woods could go and win the Grand Slam this year. I don't think we would see as much traction as we saw on our social media feed. So, uh, Bob, talk about the significance of this for fans in Canada to be able to watch all four rounds of the PGA Tour on a weekly basis on TSN+. 
Well, I got tipped off by uh, our head honchos there that this was coming to happen. And the first tournament, the Century Tournament Champions, they just weren't quite ready for it. And there was all sorts of uh, vitriol on Twitter, uh, you know, saying, whoa, man, why can't we watch it? Where can we watch this? What's going on? What's happening? What's going on? And I felt like, oh, I just wanted to say something, but we didn't. And the reaction has been big. And now, of course, you can watch start to finish every golf tournament, and there'll be different uh, options available. I think this week we had a number of different feeds up there. The, uh, it'll run through the majors, not the masters, but it will run through some of the majors, I've been told. And it's a, mm-hmm. um, and right now it's free. So, I mean, it's a great yeah. way that you can go and test it out and have a look and spin around. And if you're, uh, you know, I think a lot of people maybe on Thursday, Friday, have the iPad sitting on their desk or corner desk. If people still actually are at home, you know, they sit there and, uh, and watch it while it's going on. It's a great way to, to track some players and see a little bit more PGA Tour golf. And who doesn't want that? And from time to time, I think Mark Sacchino is going to be the voice <laughs> of that as well. So what's not to like about that? I, yeah, uh, I, I was just going to mention that, Mark. This week. Yeah, no, I no, get a little ahead. hit this week for TSN because I, ha- I brought my – I brought my – in because the announcement came, Bob, and, and, you know, we're all very excited to have it now under the TSN umbrella – I grabbed my PGA Tour Live ES, uh, ESPN Plus gear, and I went out to Alcatraz, uh, which is such a cool spot with that island green, and just did a little one-minute preview hit for for us at TSN to say, hey, this is this is our featured hole coverage, is this island green right behind me this week. So I'm going to do some more of that. My first live event is a good one. I'll be working uh, Genesis uh, Riviera, which is great because uh, obviously it's marquee group, feature group, Featured hole, featured hole. There's maybe the best short par four in the world, mm-hmm. uh, the tenth hole, which is fantastic. And I hope our Canadian fans really love it. And, I, and to Bob's point, I think they already do. And it's and now with TSN, it's just going to introduce it to even more golf fans. Um, it's exciting times, and TSN is not just the home of the majors now; it's the home of the PGA Tour, and it's the home to all of the PGA Tour. There is not a single golf tournament on the PGA Tour that we don't represent. And to Bob's point. ESPN Plus, I believe we also work PGA Championship, Ryder mm-hmm. Cup. So there will be some majors in there, to Bob's point, that ESPN Plus, PGA Tour Live will be covering. Now, Mark, I know you already have your head of security following you around everywhere, and you get recognized <laughs> so much. But now here with TSN Plus, I mean, it's, it's going to be nonstop. I mean, all of Canada is almost, just hearing you. Almost as much as you two. Almost. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, almost as much. But selfishly now, you know, in this new day and age of streaming, as someone who doesn't have cable and streams golf on on apps, this this is a game changer for people like myself in the younger demo, if you will. I guess I'm not that young anymore, but in in the younger demo of things, this this is awesome news. And TSN Plus, TSN, your home for all things PGA Tour. Now, speaking of the PGA Tour and speaking of streaming services... Coming up February 15th, the series that everyone has been waiting for on Netflix. Full Swing coming out. And a couple of weeks ago, they dropped a trailer. And I don't know about you guys, but I think I watched it between 20 and 75 times. Just going through every frame of it, how incredible this was. Uh, Recently, they've also released a tennis uh, version of this, of course, the the, the big F one um, Netflix series came out. Breakpoint is the uh, tennis series drive to survive the F one. Uh, Mark, we'll start with you in terms of excitement of seeing this Netflix PGA Tour series full swing. What's your excitement level? 
I can't wait. Um, I think you couldn't have picked a better year, guys, to follow the PGA Tour from a, dr a drama standpoint, you know, with what happened behind the scenes and, you know, what happened at uh, our own Canadian Open. What it was, you know, in terms of DJ and pulling the plug and yada, yada. So, I mean, I think it's a great year. I, I believe Bob uh, received the, the same email I received, which was we like to see a screener in advance. So, um, in fact, I got an email yesterday saying, we're waiting for you to confirm. I'm like, I confirmed this two weeks ago. <laughs> Send me the link. I want to watch it now. So I'm going to, I'm hoping to be able to watch it this week, uh, while I'm on the road. So I'm hoping that link comes today, but I can't wait, Bob. I, I know I, I'm, I'm sure you can't wait to see it too. And it's, if, especially if it's as transparent as we've been led to believe, Bob. Yeah, exactly. I think that's the key factor there is just, and the PGA tour has said, they've stated time and again, that they've had no uh, veto over anything that's going to be shown. Uh, we're supposed to see the trailer, I believe, Wednesday, so we'll be able to report on that, and there'll be lots of ooing and aahing, and uh, as you said, and, and as a couple of people said uh, on the broadcast from what we saw, you know, you couldn't have picked a better year to follow these guys because it's going to be really interesting. And the big reason that you couldn't have picked a bigger year to follow these guys was, of course, the Live Series and many of the top players going over to go on the live and live golf uh, series and go play. And for, you know, I, I probably every show in the summer and on last year, we spent five to 20 minutes talking about live and the players going and how it was only on YouTube. But now that's changing because live has a television deal with CW. Bob, what is the significance of this? Well, it's, uh, it's, it's a, not one of the prime networks that they would have loved to have had. It's still a fairly big network, I think, in the U.S. It's, you know, I would put it up there sort of like an A&E and a uh, uh, TNT. It's one of those networks where if you're in your hotel room, you're flicking through and there's probably like, I don't know, Law & Order or something on there that's, that's flicked up there. It's not, a, it's not something I think that you would just react to. You have to think, uh, at least initially, you'll have to sort of think and make a commitment to going there to watch it. It's, it's, listen, it's one of the things that they wanted to get done, and it's, uh, you got to give them credit that they do at least have a contract. I don't know what the financial arrangements of it. It doesn't sound like they're getting uh, a, a ton of wealth out of this, but it, they don't really seem to need to worry about that. But we'll see if people tune in and watch. That's going to be the, the big factor as to whether or not they do. Mark? I, I, I would say to Bob, I'm, I'm with Bob, I could not get anybody that I trust a thousand percent to publicly give me the real financials on this and what the financials are. Is this a 50-50? Are they breaking even? Is this costing money? More, the more things I hear, it, it's actually costing them money in this deal. But to Bob's point, none of that matters. Um, there is a strong rumor floating out here that they are actually going to purchase the network by the end of this season because in the reality is is that is is the fund the public investment fund could buy nine cws if they wanted to right so th there's a huge rumor out here of them actually purchasing the network uh because if if the media component in america is going to be a loss for them and something that costs them money then why not own it there you go. Okay, well, uh, it's a moving target, and we will keep track of that throughout this season. Of course, we're super long here in segment one. On the other side, we're going to hear <laughs> from Brooke Henderson, the all-time winningest professional Canadian golfer. This is our season premiere of Golf Talk Canada.
This segment of GTC was presented by TaylorMade and the all-new Stealth 2, Stealth 2 Plus, and Stealth 2 HD Carbon Woods, designed with more carbon for more forgiveness. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Caddy Time, the Uber-like app that allows golfers across Canada to find affordable, qualified caddies to any round. Visit caddytime.com. Download the app or talk to your PGA professional today. Welcome back inside our season premiere of Golf Talk Canada, our 13th season. Adam Scully, Bob Weeks, Mark Sacchino around the table. Well, good timing. Brooke Henderson gets her 13th career LPGA Tour victory the day before our season premiere. She already has five multi-win seasons on the LPGA Tour. And as Bob outlined earlier in the show, 32 more weeks to get win number two on the season and then some for Brooke. Immediately after getting that 13th career victory, she spoke with Bob. Well, Brooke, congratulations on number 13. Uh, 13 is not usually a lucky number, but I think it's pretty lucky this week. It sounds like you came in this week with a couple of question marks. You had new clubs. You had uh, we didn't know what was going on with your back. I understand you had your wisdom teeth out. Uh, <laughs> um, so with all that wrapped up, what does it mean to you to win this week? Uh, yeah, it was definitely a unique off season, lots of things happening and going on, but to come out and start the season this way is really the dream start and, you know, to lead wire to wire and just really put in, uh, some solid rounds every day under par, uh, feels really awesome. Uh, it seemed that there might've been kind of two different Brooks who were playing this week, mostly because of the weather. It seemed like the first two rounds, you were just like the artist, you were flowing out there, you're hitting great shots. Uh, you know, flagging it, hitting greens, hitting fairways, and then maybe uh, Saturday and certainly on Sunday when the conditions got a little tougher, it was more like the mechanic out there. You were kind of just getting it through, although uh, you seem to continue to play well in both conditions. But how do you sum up the whole the entirety of what you went through and how you kind of battled during the, the different parts of the tournament? Yeah, you know, Thursday, Friday, everything was really smooth. I was making lots of birdies, lots of birdie looks, um, and everything seemed pretty easy, which is a great feeling. Then on the weekend, yeah, you mentioned a couple of weather changes, especially today. It was super windy um, at times. So, yeah, I sort of did play a little differently, and especially today, you know, I played a little bit more conservative, um, partly because of the wind and partly because I had a little bit of a, a lead, um, but still gave a lot of opportunities um, and still balls uh struck really well um so no complaints here and you know to get it across the line i think is the biggest thing and really exciting moving forward earlier this week you said that the two clubs you were looking most forward to hitting in your bag were of the new clubs were the driver and the putter the driver certainly worked well i know it was a little tougher today but man that putter i i don't know if i've seen you play and putt that well consistently through four rounds of a tournament am i reading the, the room right there is that what you felt uh, yeah, that putter feels really good, and I have a lot of confidence with it right now, which is great. And, um, you know, over the offseason, working with Britt um, and da Dad, my coach, uh, you know, just working on reading greens and feeling a little bit uh, more comfortable on the, on the green surface. And But that putter, it feels great, and I feel like I can make a lot of putts. So I'm looking forward to the next time I can tee it up, but it won't be for another month or so. Yeah, that is sort of the, the downside of this, isn't it? You've got a month off. You've got to obviously go over to Asia and play, but what are you going to do between now and then to try and keep this uh, bottled up and be able to uncork it when you need it? 
Uh, yeah, for sure. So hopefully uh, just lots of diligent practice, um, make a couple tweaks, a couple adjustments on some of the clubs that I want to hit even better. <laughs> it sounds silly since I just won, but there are a couple of things that I want to work on a little bit um, so that I can come out even stronger um, in Asia. And hopefully this year will be a really great year. You know, I said 13 at the start of this. I said 13 is kind of an unlucky number. Would it be good to get to 14 pretty quick then? <laughs> yeah, that would feel really good. <laughs> Congratulations, Brooke, on win number 13. Thank you, Bobby. That's Brooke with Bobby Weeks after her 13th career LPGA Tour win. On the other side, we'll recap John Rahm's second PGA Tour win already this season. This is our season premiere of Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC, presented by TaylorMade, was brought to you by Caddy Time, the Uber-like app that allows golfers across Canada to add affordable, qualified caddies to any round. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories. Visit weathertech.ca. Welcome back inside our season premiere of Golf Talk Canada, our 13th season. Adam Scully, Mark Sakino, Bob Weeks all around the table. Coming up very shortly, our big announcement everyone has been waiting for. 2023 will be our biggest season ever on GTC. That's coming up shortly, and it's going to be a big season for us. It's already been a big season for John Rock. Two wins already on the PGA Tour. First coming back in shocking fashion to win the Century Tournament of Champions. And then winning the American Express where he just put on an absolute clinic. Before we debrief and discuss Rom's early season success, let's hear from Rom after winning the American Express. I don't have much to say. Uh, I'm just going to say that I'm glad I came back and, and won the putting contest this year. Uh, that's all I can say. Heck of a start, heck of a start. Um, obviously, uh, Century and this one are very, very different golf courses and very different golf, right? But uh, you still have to go low in both of them. So luckily, the mentality is the same. Uh, body's been feeling great. My swing's been feeling really, really good. And, and it shows, right? Even when I'm saying I may not be as comfortable as I would have liked, I'm shooting 64s because everything's just firing when, when it needs to, right? So. Um, uh, I'm in a weird way glad that today went the way it went. I've, I've enjoyed some runaway victories. I've enjoyed some some comebacks, but today was certainly a struggle. You know, um, out of the five birdies I made, what is it? One, two, three of them were tap-ins, and the other two were basically six-footers, right? So uh, that tells you a story. I didn't really make much today, even though everything looked really good, and a lot of them looked like any of them could have gone in. Uh, but, you know, kept battling. Davis played amazing golf today, uh, even through some of the best swings he had early on. Um, he battled, he came back, made an amazing six on, on the fifth hole and, and gave, me, gave, me a, you know, gave me a run. Um, this is just golf, right? Uh, if I don't make the putt on 14, if his ball goes in on 17, you, you never know what, what can happen. But uh, luckily, the scales tipped in my favor today and, and I got the win. Lots to unpack from that, from John Rahm. Uh, first of all, the uh, putting contest remark off the start. That was a little uh, cheeky, 
some would say. Uh, but John Rom goes on and gets the victory. His last seven worldwide starts, four wins. Oh, and his other three starts, a T2, a T4, and a T8. This guy is on Fuego right now. Bob, let's start with you. Because you had John Rom on your TSN Edge team this past week. Uh, we, we've seen Rom go on these stretches before, i.e. when he won the U.S. Open a couple of years ago. Uh, what have you seen from Rom thus far this season? And are you expecting, you know, to go on a, call it Scheffler-esque run now in terms of uh, putting up a bunch of wins on the PGA Tour? Yeah, it's hard. It's hard not to think that he's the best player in golf right now. And I know the world rankings don't show that. And I know he's griped a little bit about that. But when you look at his his consistency over that stretch that you just mentioned, it's remarkable, really. You know, and, and this is a guy who... Um, I think kind of after his U.S. Open, maybe had a little bit of a dip after his little open win, but, you know, he had a kid as well. So I think there's a whole bunch of things that played into that now, and he's focused on the game of golf. There's not a lot of weak parts to his game right now. You've got to love what he's, what he's doing with every part of it. And uh, I like the fact that he is just playing nonstop aggressive golf from the first tee to the 72nd green. It's just really fun to watch. And, and Mark, you were there on location for PGA Tour Radio at the American Express. What did you see from Rom this week? Were you ever in his group following him? What did you see from Rom throughout the week? Yeah, I, <clears throat> excuse me, Adam. I was in the uh, final group uh, all day yesterday. So I had the opportunity to pretty much see every shot. I, I left for a couple of holes to catch up with Chris Kirk because Chris Kirk shot 29 on the front nine yesterday. So uh, someone had to go cover Kirk, and then I fell back to the player I was with pretty much all week, with, which was Davis Thompson, and, and I've got some stuff on Davis for Winners Weird and What that, you know, this is a special kid, but we'll save that. As far as John Ron goes, I mean, I, I think, you know, let's go back to last summer, guys. Rory McIlroy, when did he play his best golf in the last five years? Well, when he had a chip on his shoulder, right? When the whole live, came, live thing came up, and someone gave him another reason to play golf and a little chip on his shoulder. And Rory, all of a sudden, was the best player in the world. Well, now John Rahm, I think he's playing with a chip on his shoulder. I think he's like, I'm the best player in the world. My record shows it over the last three, four months. Yet, official world golf rankings are incorrect. And I think he's walk around a bit with a chip on his shoulder and look out. And he's playing great. And yesterday, guys, he played, he's been putting incredible. If you look at his strokes game putting numbers over the last three months, they're off the charts until yesterday. And yesterday, I think the longest putt he made all day yesterday was a nine-footer on the 16th hole. That was the longest putt he made all day. He was putting with a blindfold, but still managed to find a way to win. And now, you know, we'll have to wait till Wednesday until our picks come out on TSN Edge. But the best player on the planet right now, He's coming off a win, going to his favorite golf course in the world. Leave it at that. That's right. Yeah, no, and, and you mentioned Rom last summer, and you know he was really part of our disappointments of the year during our year in review shows. Mm -hmm. Without a top ten at a major for a year, it's just weird to say about John Rom. And he, you know, obviously he won the U.S. Open a few years ago. He's played some great golf now, and you got to think for Rom. Uh, Bob, start with you. I mean, for majors this year with the Masters only a couple months away, a guy who's played well at the Masters and every other major for that matter. I mean, look out for John Rahm. John Rahm's got a game that sort of transfers across all those different styles of golf courses that you see at major championships. You know, it's a powerful game, 
But again, I think there is so much artistry when you look, as, as Mark was just referring to, how, many, how close he hit it yesterday, how many times over the last four days when his iron play was just you know dialed in. And I think that's a big part about getting around Augusta National, as we know, you've got to hit it to the right spot. It might not be right beside the flag, but you've got to hit it to the right spot on those greens. So uh, it's kind of exciting. I mean, I'm waiting to see what Rory's going to deliver pre-Masters. You've got John Rahm there. They're starting to heat up again where you've got these guys um, who are all going to be, uh, I don't know, some favorites on somebody's betting sheet to win the Masters. Well, and speaking of betting sheets, uh, heading into the Farmers Insurance Open, which is a Wednesday to Saturday event this week, I'm seeing Rama prices at around plus 450 for outright winner. That is insane for a player to have odds that short to go on to win. So uh, look out for our TSN Edge Picks uh, program alert for that. They will be coming out sometime tomorrow afternoon because of the Wednesday start. Generally, our because picks of the way- are yeah. released on TSN. Exactly. The TSN.ca, they're generally released at around 10, 11 a.m. Wednesday morning. But tomorrow afternoon, stay glued to our social media channels for that. Now, before we go to break, a couple other players we want to debrief uh, on the American Express. Mark, we'll get to you on Davis Thompson a little later in Winners Weird and What. But Mark, I want to ask you about Xander Shoffley. This is a guy who withdrew from the Century Tournament of Champions. I know that because he was on my team that week at the Century Tournament mm-hmm. of Champions on a no-cut event, so I lost a lot of uh, strokes under par for that week. But for, you know, obviously the Albatross was insane, but for Xander Shoffley, this is a guy coming off a career season with three wins and another uh, good finish to start off his year uh, for Shoffley, and he looks healthy too. Yeah, I think he looks healthy. I think he's trending in the right direction. Look at his strokes gain, tee to green. Look at his scoring average. Uh, he's playing quietly well. I say quietly well because we haven't had the big W yet. Or, you know, and again, in the field that all the stars were in, which was Century, uh, he, he had the WD. But I think, again, another guy who is heading to his hometown playing well. And the thing I like, too, about certain players, it's funny. John Rahm's always played well here, right, in Palm Springs. He's a former champion in this event. Um, so when you talk horses for courses somewhat, you know, you expect Rom to do well here, and you expect Rom to do well next week. Xander Shoffley's record here in the desert is not good, especially for a Southern California kid. And he played great this week and very much could have been a part of this tournament. He got off to a bit of a sluggish start on the Quinta Country Club. And that is a golf course you cannot get sluggish on out here in the, in the three-course rota. Um, if he could go back and bring more of the game he had Sunday to start this tournament, I think he was a little rusty. Um, I think he, you're getting ready for Xander to maybe have a very big s- spring. If we were picking Masters guys tomorrow... How do you not go to Augusta right now without Rom and Shoffley on your team? Right now, I don't know how you do it. I don't think you can. And I don't think you can ignore Rom and, Sh- Sh- and Xander next week. I, don't, I just don't think you can heading to San Diego. Yeah, I, I agree. These two players are playing really good golf. And it's been so much fun to see so far this season. Another guy, Tony Finau, he's played a lot of really consistent golf. Another player who's played a lot of great golf so far, too, uh, at this tournament in particular, the American Express was Canadian Adam Hadwin, who had another good finish this week, 20 under par for four rounds. You'd think, you know, top 10, top five, maybe 20 under par at T18 
at 20 under par. So uh, you can talk about course setup. You can talk about playing in a dome. But Adam Hadwin playing some great golf. Four career top 10s at the American Express heading into this week. 20 under for four rounds, a T18 for Canadian Adam Hadwin in his first start of 2023. Okay, the time has come. On the other side, we're going to make our big announcement. You'll want to hear this. This season is going to be our biggest ever on GTC. Stay tuned after the break. This is our season premiere of Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach, home to 80 great courses, 60 miles of sandy shores, endless dining and entertainment. Visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com to start planning your golf trip today. Welcome back inside our season premiere of Golf Talk Canada. Adam Scully, Mark Sacchino, Bob Weeks, all around. Okay. Time has come. We have been teasing a big announcement for quite some time. And some people have wondered what it possibly could be. Bob, did you, I know, I know you've heard some rumors about what the announcement could be. Any, any thoughts? I have. I've, uh, I'm going to sort of blow the top off this thing right now. Mark Sacchino is going to turn right-handed this year. He's mastered the game (laughs) left-handed. And now the big news is he will be trying to do the same thing uh, right-handed. So there you go. That's it. That's what we've been teasing for so long. We'll be following you. Good luck. We're going to have a camera crew on Mark 24-7. It's going to be an exclusive. uh, You know, it's going to be fun. No, but people have been talking to us. You know, are are there going to be running lessons with Bob on a weekly basis? Are there going to be bench press lessons with Adam where hopefully you don't get injured? Are there going to be speed training? Are are, are we going to learn about drinking Brunello? Are are there going to be different? uh, Which maybe those will all still happen. I mean, who knows? But the big announcement... Coming down, for all first 12 years of our show on Golf Talk Canada, we have been a weekly, once-a-week show. Once a week, we're on recapping the world of golf, previewing what's coming up. But starting this year, starting this week, we are moving to not one, but two shows a week. We'll be on Monday from 10 till noon and... Our live studio audience is here. There you go. Wednesday from 10 till noon. Every week during primetime golf season, we will be here. And the beauty of this, boys, is that there will be two very different shows because there's so much going on in the world of golf. Our Monday show will mostly recap what went on over the weekend. And our Wednesday show will be previewing the upcoming week. And because uh, we'll see a lot of betting or fantasy perspective, we'll have some interviews. So much to be excited about, Mark. I know this is an announcement that you've tried to keep hush-hush for so long, but now it's out in the open. Well, the first question I have for everybody is, did our live studio audience just stay from Festivus? And they have been waiting from oh, the yeah. middle of December, <laughs> right, right, right through just sleeping. Just a lot of Brunello. Studio. Yeah, just <laughs> right like, around. This is an ugly-looking yeah. campsite right, right now. Is what <laughs> There's I'm a thinking, lot of people but, here. Yeah, but yeah uh, season 13, pretty cool announcement to say this is going to be our biggest year ever. 10 to noon Mondays, 10 to noon Wednesdays, TSN 1050, online, iHeartRadio. And don't forget also 
uh, the majority of the time, 7 to 9 p.m. repeats as well in prime time uh, following overdrive in the evening. So if you miss it live during the day, of course, you've got the podcast at all times as well, which you can get at iTunes or you can get it on tsn.ca, etc. Uh, but but really exciting year. And that's not going to be all. That's the big announcement. Uh, but there are more to come. It's going to be our largest TV season ever. We're going to get to that in a few weeks with some details on that. It's going to kick off with the show that we're shooting this week together in Carlsbad with our friends at TaylorMade. Okay? And that, and then is going to be our biggest TV season ever, uh, mainly around the RBC Canadian Open and a few other adjustments. But we'll get to some details later on. We're also bringing back 20 Weeks of TaylorMade. I know a lot of people thought 20 Weeks of TaylorMade was going to be our big announcement. We have not been shy. That's not going anywhere. We said that was in the fall. No, it's coming back. Although this year, 20 Weeks of TaylorMade is going to be a lot different and I think way more fun. We're going to get to that in a few weeks as well. Speaking of TaylorMade, keep your eye on their social media handles this week. They celebrate Brooke Henderson with her maiden voyage victory. All 14 clubs in the golf ball for Brooke. TaylorMade. CA, TaylorMade underscore CA for Instagram, TaylorMade CA for Twitter. Keep your eye on those two handles this week starting tomorrow. They're going to do a big giveaway there. Bob, you got uh, something to add there? I was just going to say it's, it's an amazing record for TaylorMade because Brooke Henderson has never lost a golf tournament playing TaylorMade equipment. That's it. There you go. <laughs> she's she's <laughs> perfect. Mike right. drop. But, That's but, right. uh, so keep your eye there. They're, they're going to give a giveaway this week. Uh, and that'll be the first, almost like a, a pre-20 weeks of TaylorMade teaser. So keep your eye on that. And finally, in TaylorMade news, to Bob's point, we are headed to Carlsbad. We are shooting our season debut for TV. And we will renew the battle that is Weeksino against <laughs> Nick and Adam. <laughs> Team Recoil. And we are going back to the site of the only loss in the 3,201 record of Weeksino. I believe it's 3,221-1 to be exact. And that one loss, that one blemish is at Aviera. And the only way you're beating Weeksino again at Aviera is if Bob Bob and I both go right-handed. That's what I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> well, I, I think the intimidation factor is going to be there when you guys walk on the first tee. And they've actually added life-size statues of Nick and I on the first tee commemorating the victory. So with you guys tight, might with be tight alive. shirts, Adam. With tight oh, shirts. Oh, yeah. We, we both have mediums on. Just, just cry. I mean, maybe, maybe tarps off even. I mean, we, we are going to be ready. Aviara, what I do know is you should stay tuned to our social media channels always. But during, I believe that's Friday after, that is Friday afternoon. You might want to stay tuned because we could have some Instagram lives going. We'll, we'll have some uh, some play-by-play. It's it's going to be a, a great time. But looking forward to to getting to Carlsbad later this week to film our our product special coming up here in a little bit. And a big part of that product special, of course, will be the TaylorMade Stealth 2 driver. Coming up in hour two, we're going to learn all about the Stealth 2 driver with Tomo Bystead. We're also going to have winners, weird and what. But coming up on the other side, we're going to take a look at some other things that we missed while we were gone. We're going to recap the first couple of weeks on the PGA Tour. And what's next for Tiger Woods? Could we see him actually playing in a couple of weeks at the Genesis Invitational, the tournament he hosts? He will be there. But will he be playing? We'll discuss that and much more coming up in hour two. This is our season premiere.
of Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach, the golf capital of the world. Thank you for listening to Hour 1 of GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit GolfTalkCanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television weekly on the TSN Television Network. This is Hour 2 of Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. For over 15 years, our focus has been on helping Canadians stay invested in all market conditions, including this one. Why Picton Mahoney? Visit PictonMahoney.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zacchino, Bob Weeks, and Adam Scully. Welcome back to our season premiere of Golf Talk Canada, our 13th season. Adam Scully, Bob Weeks, and Mark Sacchino all around the table. Going to be a busy hour two. We'll hear from Tomo Bystedt from TaylorMade, talking about the TaylorMade Stealth 2 drivers, fairway woods, hybrids, the works. We'll have winners, weird and what. We'll have leaderboard updates around the world of golf, including, of course, Brooke Henderson, Canadian, winning for the 13th time on the LPGA Tour. She is the greatest Canadian golfer of all time, and she's only in her mid-20s. She is unbelievable to see. So inspirational for all players in Canada growing up and trying to you know, make it to the Pro Tours. So congrats to Brooke again. Great victory, and looking forward to seeing Brooke again when the LPGA Tour resumes its schedule in a month, which is just bizarre to say the least. Anyways, that aside, of course, this is our first uh show of 2023 so we've we've missed some stuff because we've been off the air we've been playing some best of specials and there have been a couple of notable finishes on the pga tour that we're going to recap right now starting with the century tournament of champions there were three canadians in the field Corey connors mackenzie hughes adam svensson hughes and svensson of course winning during the fall portion of the pga tour schedule perhaps some motivation after not being named to the president's cup team for the international side for Hughes specifically, but looking forward to 2024 in Royal Montreal. But Mark, we'll start with you. Colin Morikawa has this thing signed, sealed, delivered. He looked like it was all finished. And then John Rahm said, nah-uh. What were your impressions of the century, Tournament of Champions, Morikawa's failure, and Rahm's success? Well, you know, I, if that's happening in the Florida swing, guys, you know, when, the, when it's after the Super Bowl, and, and more eyeballs are on golf. I think this is a way bigger story. The fact that this happened over in Hawaii, you know, uh, primetime golf at night. Yes, the hardcore golf audience is engaged, but the non-hardcores, your football fans, your hockey fans or whatnot, are not as engaged as they are when we get the Florida uh, Players' Championship time, Bay Hill time, etc. I, I mean, what a collapse. <clears throat> at one point, I believe that lead stretched to nine early in that final round nine shots and he couldn't close the deal and this is for a player who doesn't have a violent ball shape and, and what I mean by that is you if guys who hit hard draws and swing for the fences like a DeChambeau or you know a Patrick Reed Scully you, maybe it's yeah. a lot easier it's it's a lot easier to you know lose shot lead 
But for a guy who hits a soft cut and a soft fade, that, that is that is hard to watch, guys. Really hard to watch. Uh, I didn't work the Century. I worked the Sony. But it was tough to watch. And and it, it, it started to look like putting with a live snake again, guys. That putter, it left them quickly. I mean, he was missing four-foot putts that didn't even touch the cup. Yeah, it was the putting, too, and chipping, short game. And he's been vocal about uh, trying some new things, chipping, and uh, some new techniques, too, perhaps. But, Bob, this is a player who also squandered a five-shot lead at the 2021 Hero World Challenge. So this is a bit of a trend happening now for Morikawa, a player who has already had a decorated career, two major championships. Do you think this going forward for Morikawa, he will be asked about this again because he will be leading a golf tournament after 54 holes again, probably very shortly this season on the PGA Tour. Do you think this is some sort of scar tissue now for Morikawa? I think it's going to be hard to, for him to avoid it in terms of uh, what the media are going to say when he's in press conferences, if he does get a 54-hole lead, even if he doesn't, even in pre-game conferences, they're going to start talking about it. And the more you, the more you ask him about it, even though he says, you know, it's really not a big factor, there's just kind of a bad day on the golf course, which happens, um, until he finishes something out, then I think this will sort of lurk over him and... We don't know how strong mentally he is, but will it be in the back of his mind somewhere when he's coming down the 15th, 16th hole at some kind of a tournament? And the more he goes without getting a win of any kind, maybe he can romp to victory somewhere or win in a playoff, whatever it is, I think the more this becomes a bit of a question mark for him. And, and you look at the year he had last year compared to the year before, even that was a bit of a down year. And I think that there's some certain, certainly a lot of things... Um, to like about his game, about his demeanor, about his play. He's still a great player, but you wonder now if it's just starting to leak in a little bit into the back of his mind. Totally. So Colin Morikawa faltered the century, and John Robb won. Sibu Kim went on to win at the Sony Open, fourth career PGA Tour win. Of course, he won the 2017 Players' Championship six years ago. That's so hard to believe, and this is a player who... You know, sometimes he's a little hot-headed. There was, a, there was the video of him uh, breaking his putter at the Masters on the mm-hmm. 15th hole a couple of years back. This is a player uh, who I'm, I'm so intrigued to watch, too. You know, we saw the President's Cup beating JT in the Sunday singles, which was quite something. But now, Mark, he's got the broomstick going. I mean, hey, it's working for him, but uh, I don't know. I mean, as, as someone, Save Mark... career. I mean, I was going to, I wasn't going to say that directly, but you know, you've only used one putting style throughout your life. Is that two, three, four, seven, ten? Well, go three years ago. I want to tell you, three years ago, I played several rounds of golf, and I'm not joking. And in one round at, uh, at up at Meadowbrook Golf Club, just north of the city, in that round, I shot even par with five different putting strokes in one round. That's how uncomfortable I was with the putter. I, I mean, and if and if you were with my friends that day, they'd suggest there was more, that I'm being oh. kind with five, okay? okay? Since going to the long putter, the broom-style putter, which Siwoo Kim is now using, which Adam Scott has successfully, you know, made a move to, whatever, uh, I have used the same putter with the same grip and the same style for two straight years. Um, it will be two years in March. It'll be two years in March. And I think that's the real difference now with Siwoo Kim. And I think you saw it in Sunday singles at the President's Cup. 
And I think you saw it on Sunday at the Sony Open, especially on the front nine. Sunday, obviously, he was a player with pedigree on that leaderboard on Sunday, especially after Jordan Spieth had the lead on Thursday and missed the cut at the Sony Open. So we can't ignore that if this is a since we've been gone uh, segment because how how often does that ever happen on the PGA Tour? Your Thursday night overall leader doesn't make it to the weekend. But Siwoo Kim, that's the difference because he's always been a great ball striker. If you can win a TPC Sawgrass, you are a ball striker because Bob and I talk about it every year when we're down at Sawgrass that that golf course doesn't favor anybody. It identifies the best ball striker that week in complete control of your game. If Siwoo Kim can win there, he's a great ball striker. If he's comfortable now with this broom putter, we could see a multiple win season, no problem from Siwoo Kim this year. Easy. Uh, you know, I would I would add on to that. The one thing I've seen about Siwoo Kim's game is he's kind of matured. He used to be a very aggressive player, taking driver off the deck a couple of times in certain tournaments and things like that. And I think now you see him playing a little bit more strategically sometimes. He's not always gripping and ripping and, uh, and firing it down there. So I think the more he... Um, more he builds some confidence in his game and in his decision making, I think the better he's going to get. Totally agree. And see who Kim, uh, a good start to his season. Now, a player who is in an unknown phase of his career and has been now for a couple of years, honestly, since two years ago now, or just under two years since, uh, or just over two years, I should say, since Tiger Woods' car accident. And he miraculously came back, played the Masters last year, made the cut at the Masters, made the cut at the PGA Championship, had to withdraw. And then played the Open Championship, missed the cut there. We saw Tiger a couple of times in December. Was supposed to play the Hero World Challenge, WD the week of with plantar fasciitis. Played in the match under the lights. We could talk about that for an hour, about that spectacle, what it was playing under the lights. But that aside... He did play golf. We watched him play golf in a golf cart. He played in the PNC parent-child-father-son challenge as well. The speed was up, hitting 180. Ball speed a couple of times with the driver. And now the Genesis Invitational is in a couple of weeks. Bob, do you think we will see Tiger playing that event? I think we will. I think think what I saw from Tiger, uh, you know, he did let on that he's had two other surgeries that we don't know about, we don't know what those were. But I think that Tiger knows this is his tournament. Uh, he's missed this a little bit. It's been sort of the uh, fulcrum for a couple of other points in his career in terms of the accident and things like that. But I, I think he will try and play this tournament. I don't know how well he'll play. He seemed to be pretty good in both both uh, outings. He didn't seem to be, I mean, he you know, can't walk yet. That's the biggest issue. And he can't perhaps play a practice round. So. Um, I will say Riviera, except for the walk from the 18th green up to the clubhouse, is not necessarily a, a, a huge, uh, arduous hill over hill over hill kind of thing. So that might be, um, that might be why we, he chooses this one. But we'll see, we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, it's it's really a split decision, Mark. Yeah, yeah, totally. I, I agree, and, and that's where it'll I, I, be. How Bob, I, Mark, what do you think? No, no, no. I I think he's going to play as well. I'm with Bob. Um, it's weird because he doesn't normally play golf unless he th- plays a tournament, unless he thinks he has a chance to win, right? He's always said that. And I wonder if that's changed now with with this particular start, this foundation, etc. It's an easy walk, to Bob's point, with the exception of the hill at 18 there, you know, and the hill down on one and the hill up on 18. You heard what he said uh, at the Hero World Challenge. I, I have all the shots. I can hit the shots. I just can't walk. That was pretty much the quote, right? 
Um, you know what I find mind-boggling, too, about Riviera? I mean, it's Hogan's one of Hogan's alleys, right? That, Colonial, and Carnoustie. And it is one of the greatest ball-striking golf courses on the planet. It is not a putting contest at all. If you are an elite iron player, you win at Riviera. And Tiger Woods has never won at Riviera. That, to me, absolute shock because that golf course is built for Tiger. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And even, you know, when he came back and was playing really good golf at the start of 2018, when the hype was coming back after the spinal fusion surgery, he came back, he missed the cut there. 2019 as well was playing some good golf, obviously. Went on to win the Masters a couple of months later. Didn't win again. So it, it's a course that uh, he has had uh, some issues with. But um, if you're both saying Tiger uh, will be playing or hoping to play at the Genesis, that's very exciting news for all of the Tiger fans uh, worldwide around and uh, that's just uh, great news overall let's see if tiger will play he'll be there for sure speaking because it is his own tournament will he play that remains to be seen but it would be awesome to see tiger now if tiger does play that week he'll be using the tailor-made stealth 2 driver on the other side we'll learn all about this new driver the new technology involved for, for forgiveness or shall i say forgiveness going on with the tailor-made stealth 2 driver that's coming up after the break, this is our season premiere of Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. For over 15 years, our focus has been on helping Canadians stay invested in all market conditions, including this one. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Cobble Beach, Georgian Bay's extraordinary waterfront golf resort community. Learn more about their award-winning golf course and growing community. Visit CobbleBeach.com today. Welcome back to our season premiere of Golf Talk Canada. Adam Scully, Bob Weeks, Mark Sacchino all around here. Season 13 of GTC. Well, last year, TaylorMade released the Stealth Driver, and many of the top players in the world not only put this driver into play immediately, but saw some huge gains, both distance and forgiveness. And that story is continuing now in 2022, 2023, I should say, with the Stealth 2 Driver and Fairway Metal Hybrid line. For much more on these products, Bob recently had a chance to catch up with our good friend Tomo Bystead from TaylorMade. He is Tomo Bystead, uh, and he is the man who is in charge of putting together the newest addition to the uh, the TaylorMade lineup. And I knew after Stealth last year was such a huge hit that you weren't going to leave that very far, uh, but you've sort of added to it, and it's in a meaningful way compared to a lot of uh, times when you hear about a driver updating a little bit, it's just kind of some cosmetics perhaps, but there's some significant drives to stealth too. And um, it worked for me last year. I can attest to that. I don't know what the feedback's been from the people at, uh, at TaylorMade who have had a chance to test it, but it certainly seems good. But what can you tell us about stealth too? Well, uh, Bob, first of all, thanks for having me. It's uh, great to be on and, and be able to talk about the new stuff we have coming and, uh, you know, we're, we're so excited about Stealth, too. I think for us, just the carbon wood platform in general has been just an opportunity for us as, as product creators and, and engineers to, to really unlock more performance, right? So what that means for us for 2023 is that 
you know, we're able to make the club a lot more forgiving. You know, we're building on a platform of speed, right, with stealth. And like you said, you, you've seen it. And we've seen great gains from our tour players really across the board in terms of ball speed. And so this was an opportunity for us now to, to go down the road of how do we make this club better for the average golfer is, is kind of the main target. And, and the forgiveness that we've added to the product really across the board and obviously with the addition of a full line of HD product, uh, I think it's really enhanced that. And to your point about making a meaningful gain year and year is, is something that we're really excited about. Uh, so my, my first impression when I saw it is obviously there's a lot more carbon involved in the head. And I have this, I have this uh, image in my mind of, of perhaps all the engineers at, at TaylorMade when they see this uh, ability to, to make the club lighter with all that carbon, just kind of like Christmas morning, like what are we going to do with all this extra weight? Where are we going to put it? And how, how is that going to uh, attribute? But as you said, it really comes down to a lot more forgiveness, I guess. Am I right in, in that? Yeah. So we, you know, and, and what's nice about it too is, you know, in every club is kind of unique, right? What, like what you're trying to do with a, with a plus driver or an HD fairway wood or whatever, like having that ability to, to use the weight for what it's needed for is really the exciting part for us as, as like I said, as, as engineers, because we now have, to your point, we have so much discretionary weight. And you look at the driver and how we've completely kind of blown up the construction there and made it so modular with the crown and, and kind of that, that ring piece at the back and the sole all being carbon, we've freed up a ton of weight. And now, so you're going to see a weight, for example, in the back of the HD driver where it's 30 grams in the bottom of the back sole. And that's beautiful because we can make that club as stable and as forgiving as we possibly can. And on the flip side, you look at something like a plus fairway wood where we have that sliding weight on the sole. Now we can make, use that to increase adjustability and make it meaningfully different in that way, right? So that's to your point. It's, it's super exciting for us to have that weight and be able to utilize it however we need it to on each individual product. I should clarify, there's three three different models. There's the, the, the basic Stealth 2 driver, then there's the Plus, and then there's the, the HD, and all of them will find a, a spot in the right person's bag, I'm sure, with custom fitting. But there's also, there is a lot of, of your, uh, I don't know what you call it, your greatest hits that have found their way into this driver head as well. Can you tell us a little bit about some of those? Yeah, so, I mean, this 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 driver head has, I mean, it's one of those, like, where it's just a laundry list of really cool technology that comes together um, and you know what, when we talk about it and when we kind of explain how it works, we often, often don't touch on a lot of those things. They're sort of a given a little bit. Um, but when we look at the lineup in terms of the plus and, and the core and HD, you know, what we're trying to do with all those technologies is to make it meaningfully different, right? So the A plus is designed to, to deliver that adjustability. We have a 15 gram weight in the front of that driver for left to right. So you can really dial in that trajectory that the way that you like it. It's also a very low spin driver, right, Bob? So when you have that weight, so much weight forward in the club, you're able to really get that really low spin to, to maximize distance, certainly for that faster, faster ball speed player. And then in the core model, you're trying to, to do a balance of a little bit of everything, right? You're trying to make it really forgiving. You're trying to make it really playable, but also have an ability for a better player to really maximize their distance and get great launch conditions out of it. And then with the HD, again, it's, it's about how forgiving can we make this product make sure it gets up in there it spins a bit more it stays airborne and it goes left as well so you know being able to utilize all those technologies like the the through slot speed pocket obviously the carbon face um all these things together really pr provide that platform to, to deliver different types of performance i don't want to we're just releasing this but i don't want to look too far ahead but but mm -hmm. you seem to have sort of mastered a way to use carbon so effectively is this going to be the future of of, of drivers do you think yeah, I mean, you know, I would, you know, we're not necessarily locked into carbon, but it definitely the idea that, 
you know, the, the more you can uh, make things lighter that don't need to be heavy, uh, it does open the, the opportunities a lot, right? So as you've seen, we've extended the use of carbon in, in, this, in this line tremendously versus what we had in 2021 and 2022. And so when you look into the future, we can definitely see a platform where that will continue, right? We can, we can do even more with it. Um, there's obviously a lot of other cool things I can't talk about today that we have in, in the tool chest. Come on. But in terms of in terms of carbon, it's definitely the way forward. And, and really, when you think about the broader picture of, of a new way to make golf clubs, you know, where the way that golf clubs used to be made, which is you cast some metal, you weld a bunch of things on it, you polish and you paint, that era is kind of gone. Now it's very modular, it's very modern, it's more automated, uh, everything's super consistent. Uh, there's really no welding left on the heads. And uh, and these clubs are really now made in a very different way. And we have modernized a lot of the production that we do around these products because of that. One thing that I wanted to, just to hark back on is, is with this added carbon, of course, one of the things that comes into my mind is, is, is sound. And sound, as we know, is feel. Uh, were there challenges in getting the sound right? Because the sound in the, in the original, uh, what is just amazing to me, it's such a perfect, crisp little click. Yeah, we... We, we care a lot about sound detailment and we have a whole team of brilliant engineers who are working on the sound of the products and making sure that each one sounds good. This one has had incredible feedback for sound. I would say the number one thing when we showed it to the tour players, the first comment before they said anything about the ball flight or the look of the club was like, wow, this thing sounds good. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's kind of incredible when you think about the fact that we're get, able to get this really satisfying kind of crunchy metal sound to the club, even though it's all almost all carbon nowadays. Um, but the sound is, uh, I think it's, it's our best driver that we've ever made for sound. So, uh, it goes to show that the materials don't necessarily matter. It's how you put it together, you know, what the geometry is and, and how you're able to engineer the sound within that platform. You, you touched on the, the tour players. We know that they're in the bag, uh, besides the sound, what's been the overall feedback? Oh, it's been fantastic. We, you know, it's always a bit of a worry, honestly, for me personally, and, and some of the team members of, hey, we're going to get these players to switch into a new driver. We want them to, that they're not obliged to, but we want them to because, you know, that helps us as a company. And so when we have a great driver in the marketplace and we have players like Rory McIlroy getting to number one in the world and Scotty Scheffler winning the Masters with Stealth, we know it's going to be an uphill battle to get those the new drivers in play to replace those ones. But the feedback so far has been fantastic, Bob, in terms of the consistency the guys are seeing, you know, if you talk to to Rory or Tommy Fleetwood or Colin Markawa, those guys are not necessarily looking for forgiveness in the traditional sense of, hey, I'm going to hit it way on the toe one time and then on the heel the next time like we are. Uh, but they're looking for consistency. You know, they're going to miss by smaller margins. But those smaller margins, when you hit it as far as Rory does, you know, it could be the difference between, you know, being in, in the deep rough and being in the first cut or just off the side of the fairway. So, that for him and those guys is, is really critical. And that's what they're seeing in their testing is they're seeing that consistency improvement with the higher MOI in those clubs. Uh, and that's something that they can definitely leverage and, and use that to play better. So we'll, we're going to see a lot of people switching into the new pro product for sure. And just to wrap up, there's uh, obviously an accompanying line of, uh, of fairways and, uh, and hybrids along with it, correct? Yeah. So we, especially, you know, on the, on the fairway line, there's a lot of new things to talk about there. Uh, we've added the HD product, both in the fairways and in the hybrid category from uh, versus original stealth. And the HD has been, it's, a, it's sort of a ground up design. It's a brand new thing that, that is going to perform just 
incredible for a lot of golfers out there who maybe struggle with the fairway woods off the deck. And then on the other side of the spectrum, the new plus fairway has that 50 gram sliding weight, which I think is one of the most compelling bits of technology in all of our 2023 lineup in terms of what it can do to your game in that part of the bag. It's such an incredible versat versatility feature. And not only from kind of fitting and all those things, but gapping your three and your five woods correctly, looking for different trajectories. It's going to be huge. And that's had incredible feedback as well so far from the tour guys. I think that was one of your sneaky good stories last year were the fairways. Uh, they certainly got a lot of attention uh, from the guys that I know who were using them. And uh, the, I know the driver gets all the glory, but those fairways uh, and hybrids uh, can can also help your game. Uh, Tomo, thank you so much. 2023 looks like it's going to be another great year for, uh, for TaylorMade. Thank you. Appreciate it, Bob. It's going to be a huge year for TaylorMade, the Stealth to line. On the other side, it's our favorite time of the show. It's our first winner's weird and what of 2023. This is our season premiere of Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management was brought to you by Cobble Beach, Georgian Bay's extraordinary waterfront golf resort community. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Cadillac. Experience Cadillac. Join one of our agents for a personalized virtual live tour of Cadillac SUVs, sedans, and EVs. Book your tour at cadillac.ca slash live. Welcome back to our season premiere of Golf Talk Canada. We're on Mondays and Wednesdays this year, our first Wednesday show. A couple days away, 10 a.m. to noon on TSN 1050. I'm Scully Marcino, Bob Weeks. Well, some things are changing in 2023, including our schedule. One thing that's not changing this year, our favorite time of the show. It's always winners, weird, and what? And this time around, to kick off the new season, Mark, you have the tea. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Well, the truth, Scully, is that although Davis Thompson did not win his first golf tournament yesterday at the American Express, the truth is this 23-year-old, I think, is a little different, and I would not be surprised to see him win in his rookie campaign and potentially be Rookie of the Year. He's now made five of his first five cuts in his first six starts in his rookie uh, season here on the PGA Tour. Uh, and he took who is possibly the best player in the world to the 18th hole yesterday. I mean, this tournament was on the line to the very end. The thing I look for the most is, you know, Saturday and then really on Sunday, he did not have his best stuff, but he still hung in there. And those little twitchy shots around the greens, those tight lie wedge shots, those shots where the players have options, where you could go up, you could come down, you could bump it. Sometimes those are the ones they get fidgy on. You know what I mean? And his nerves were rock solid, even to the point where he's still trying to make 48 footers on island greens to win this championship. You know what I mean? So this kid, he's different. He's my winner this week for the learnings and the way he handled himself in the pressure I think this is a guy we keep our eye on the rest of the way. My weird, and Adam, you won't be, be able to appreciate this as much as Bob and I will, but 
to see these guys shoot these scores around the stadium course at Sawgrass, this is a golf course that when it first opened, the pros refused to go there. It was a skins game venue, and they yanked it out of the Bob Hope rotation. Do you remember that, Bob? It was, it was too tough. They wouldn't play there. And it was kind of in the same lines, Bob, as what the same comments we used to get about TPC Sawgrass and Kiowa Island. And I know these courses have been softened somewhat over the years, but do you find it incredible to see these guys shoot these scores now on these golf courses that they didn't want to play 30 years ago? Yeah, I don't know what I don't know how you uh how you kind of rectify what those guys saw back, you know, in the seventies to what these guys are playing now. I mean it's a totally different game, obviously. It's it's so many things are different with equipment, with the strength of the players, with the commitment, but you're right. Now these guys, you know, now these guys just roll over these golf courses as if they were pitching putts. It's unbelievable. Pete Dye was ahead of his time. There were persimmon woods and balada golf balls. When this golf course opened up in 1986, it was the hardest golf course from course rating standpoint of 77.1 in America. And look what they did yesterday. Unbelievable. And my what? We've already touched on it. But I mean, double trouble, the par 5 fifth at PGA West. You've got one of the largest water features anywhere up the left. Then you get it again up the right to cover a back right hole location that's got about four paces from the front edge to the hole location yesterday. And Xander Shoffley makes a two? Come on. I mean, just finding the putting surface there is an incredible amount. I didn't see a shot all day uh, inside 30 feet. You know, John Rahm had a 36-footer from the back apron, and that was a good approach. And he three-putt it, by the way. And Xander walks off with a two. Might be the shot of the year already, and it's January. Okay, Bob, the teaser is yours. So, so what do I do? Just aim for the pond? No, you're not supposed to hit it into the water. But you hit it into the water. I know I hit it into the water. Well, why do they even have water if you're not supposed to hit it there? Because it's fun! We're having fun! Look, it went further than your ball! All right, guys, my, uh, my winner this week, we're looking back, is actually winners, and it's, uh, it's the Canadian golfer's performance we've had so far at the start of the season since we left, everybody. Um, we've had... Two winners on the PGA Tour in the fall series and with, with Mac Hughes and with uh, Adam Svensson. And now we've got Brooke Henderson. But you also look at some of the other performance. Last week, kickoff to the uh, Corn Ferry Tour. Will Bateman with a great performance, tied for fourth in his first Corn Ferry Tour event. Uh, we had Mike Weir starting the Champions Tour event on a good note last week as well. So there's, I, I just i am so buoyed about what's going on with Canadian golf right now. Every week on the PGA Tour, we've got four or five or six guys, and generally speaking, there's one of them in the, uh, in the mix. And Skulls, it's got to be, it's kind of exciting and fun for Canadian golf to watch these players week in and week out play with that Canadian flag on their bag. Man, is it ever? And, you know, it was the time and time again last season when there was a Canadian in the mix at a major. There was a Canadian leading after 18 holes. There's a Canadian who's had past success at this tournament looking to continue that past success. It's an awesome time to be a fan uh, of Canadian golf. All right, my weird this week uh, takes us out to Monterey County, out in the beautiful Monterey Peninsula, out in California. And this is a story, I mean, we've seen those horrendous storms. They've had this uh, atmospheric river that's hit them twice in the last uh, three weeks. And it's, you know, there's, I'm sure people, if you've been a golf fan, you've seen scenes on social media of some of the uh, iconic holes in Monterey and Carmel and places like that that are just almost underwater. There, that's very sad, obviously, but there is a bright spot. <laughs> and 
This is a story that was put in by uh, 7 News out there, the local news station. It said, here it is. Hundreds of golf balls have been washing up on California's Carmel River State Beach. And the unusual winter storms appear to be responsible for funneling the balls down the Carmel River into the Pacific. And back-to-back -back atmospheric rivers have raised the water levels that have been freeing up the golf balls that they say may have been trapped there for years. And many appear to have originated from Pebble Beach, specifically the ninth and 10th holes, which are on the water there. And golfers are flocking to fill up their boot. This one guy by the name of Conal Jones said he gets 50 to 100 in a half an hour. He's picking up the golf balls that are just washing up on the beach. They're finally, we know how many people put their balls in the water at Pebble Beach. So all these balls are coming back now and uh, are going to be reused. Mark, um, have you ever hit a ball in the water at uh, Pebble? Oh, I'm a large bucket. I I think I've hit <laughs> into the, into the Pacific Ocean. But I'm thinking to myself, how many years have those golf balls been there? I'm not I'm not a scientist or an engineer, but I'm pretty sure if your golf ball's living at the bottom of the ocean for a decade and then you peg it up, you're probably going to lose some yards using that golf ball. <laughs> That's right, exactly right. And then finally, my uh, what was uh, what what a performance by Steve Stricker to kick off the Champions Tour. He shot a sixty by the way, in the second round of that tournament. Nicely done. And he uh, walks away with that lead. I mean, he walked away with the tournament. The best part was, though, that after he shot the 60, all the guys were coming over to him and saying, hey, Strick, congratulations on shooting your age. He's not quite 60 yet. He's probably in his early 50s. But the, some of those guys, we we're talking about guys going low this week on the PGA Tour. They were doing the same thing on the Champions Tour. And Steve Stricker, who had that big illness recently, not too long ago, comes back and notches a victory. Good for him. Mm -hmm. All right, Adam, the tea is yours. 348. Oh. <laughs> oh, man, that is sweet. Okay, before I get to my three dub, how about the break Davis Thompson got on the 17th hole? Off the post and wide, not even a shot on goal with that putt from 48 feet on the 17th hole. That brought me, that gave me the heebie jeebies from when, uh, when we had to leave the flag sticks in in the gta mm -hmm. and some people do still leave them in and, and good for them that's that's their that's their opinion brooke henderson leaves them in at, at all times but this putt from davis thompson this thing was going right in the middle and it hit the post and it went wide we so, talked I about mean, it adam i had mark mccumber as my analyst on the broadcast and i called i called that putt and i also called davis thompson's putt from the same number 48 feet on the sixth green and he made that putt for two with the flagstick in. Now, he's a flagstick out guy when he gets, you know, into 30 feet, 20 feet, 15, 10, etc. But on those long distance ones, he's a flagstick in guy. And Mark McCumber and I on the broadcast both said, if that flag was out, does it hit the back of the cup, pop up off the backboard and go in? I think the flag kept it out. I really did. I, I totally agree. Anyway, a, a brutal break uh, for Davis Thompson there. Okay, my winner... This week, it could have been my winner, could have been weird, could have been what. This is a story that happened uh, while we were away. And it's, you know, when players get, you know, get the exemption to, or the invite to go to the Masters for the very first time, they get this very, this really nice invite, comes in the mail, you know, congratulations, you know, and some details, et cetera, et cetera. Scott Stallings got an invitation or was supposed to get an invitation for the Masters. And he saw some of his buddies on, on the PGA Tour on social media posting there and saying, oh, I'm going to the Masters. Yay. And he's saying, well, I thought I qualified and I, you know, I haven't received my, uh, my invitation yet. He was checking his mailbox five times a day, ten times a day. Thought his wife was pulling a prank on him. 
But then he decided to check his direct messages. And another man, also by the name of Scott Stallings, got the invitation. Classic mix-up. <laughs> Scott Stallings, Scott Stallings, his wife's name, also Jennifer. What are the chances of that? But imagine being the other Scott Stallings, and imagine just being... Okay, I guess I'm being invited. I'm a 24 handicap. I'm going to go check out Augusta and see what I can do. But, uh, you know, thankfully these two got in touch. I believe the Scott Stallings will be going to the Masters together. Uh, but this is just a really cool story. And, and good for Scott Stallings having some fun with it, Bob. You know, you know, the only thing that tops that was the one time the guy, way, I think back in the 90s, maybe early 90s, he got, a, uh, he got himself a practice round ticket. And he showed up with his golf clubs thinking he was going to be able to play a practice round. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Okay. Show up on the tee yeah. at the front gate. Wow. You know, like classic mix-up there, but yeah, to that gentleman that you're not playing uh, in the practice round at the, at the Masters. Okay, my weird this week, and this is something that I, I, I really respect, and I, I'm here for this. So Siwoo Kim has the lead, 72nd hole, Sony Open, pulls out the three-wood, and generally when you tee up a three-wood, you tee it up sort of like, like an iron length. It's a tee's not too high. Uh, there's not much tee showing, and you sort of clip it almost off the ground. But Siwoo Kim had his tee up like it was teed up like a driver. This would be way easier to explain on television, but I'm trying with my finger here to explain that it's a little higher up like you would a driver. And Siwoo hits a three-wood this way. I don't know how it'd be so easy to make a, a, a sky mark or a dummy mark on, on that top. Uh, of the club. Now, this is why I respect it. A, Siwoo Kim won the golf tournament that week. And B, this is something that I have done from time to time with a two iron. And you guys have both witnessed this. Unfortunately, Team Recoil couldn't win that particular day when I did try doing this because of, you know, home course advantage at Weston, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But good for Siwoo Kim trying something new, uh, basically a drill in that sense. Uh, and it worked out for him uh, in, in a big way. My what before we go to break here? Jordan Spieth. And Marky mentioned earlier in the show how he was leading the Sony Open after round one and he missed the cut. That's pretty hard to do for Jordan Spieth. But we saw a lot of Jordan Spieth's personality during the Century Tournament of Champions. He was putting during the first round. And I guess the fans are pretty close to the green when uh, around the Century Tournament of Champions at uh, Kapalua. And he hits a putt. And after he hits the putt, he walks up to guys off the green and say, do you guys mind, you know, wagering a little, a little more quiet when you guys are betting amongst each other? I'd be doing the same thing, but maybe just tone it down a, a notch here. Uh, Bob, I don't know about you, but I, I love this from speed showing a his personality and B, you know what? We're all humans too. And it, and it shows you how many people are betting on golf now these days, right? I mean, that's, that's a big part of it, too. But good for, good for Jordan for uh, asking for a little quiet. He did, it, he did it in a very nice way as well. He, he did a, a very nice way uh, for Jordan Spieth. And uh, I have big expectations for Spieth this year. I predicted he'd win the PGA Championship in our uh, season uh, recap show, our year in review show back uh, in the fall. So looking forward to Jordan Spieth and his year in 2020. On the other side, we'll recap uh, everything that's gone on in the world of golf throughout the past weekend with our leaderboard updates. And we'll remind you of our massive announcement because our schedule is getting busy now in 2023. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management was brought to you by Cadillac. Cadillac. Experience Cadillac. Join one of our agents for a personalized virtual live tour of Cadillac SUVs, sedans, and EVs.
This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf and the Tour 360 22. Tour 360 22 sits on the feet you wear last, serving as the foundation for the Tour 360 fit, while the Spike More traction system will help golfers stay locked in. Visit adidas.ca slash golf. Wrapping up our season premiere of Golf Talk Canada, Adam Scully, Bob Weeks, Mark Zacchino. It's time now for leaderboard updates brought to you by Bushnell Golf, the number one rangefinder in golf. Visit bushnellgolf.com. Let's start with PGA Tour champion Steve Stricker. How about that performance? Sixth shot victory over Stephen Alker and Mike Weir off to a great start. PGA Tour champions T2 for Weirsy. Speaking of great performances by Canadians, of course, Brooke Henderson, 13th career LPGA Tour victory, a four-shot win, runaway fashion. Good for Brooke. She's next playing in about a month in Thailand, PGA Tour of the American Express. John Rahm gets it done, a one-shot victory, already two victories in 2023, a one-shot win over Davis Thompson, Xander Shoffley also in the mix, top Canadian there, Adam Hadwin, uh, 20 under par, only good for T18 last week. Web.com, or Corn Ferry Tour, excuse me. They're already underway with a tournament right now in Bahamas. First round underway. Andrew Yun is 7 under through 13 holes. Top Canadian, Roger Sloan, is 4 under early in his first round. If you missed it, our big announcement, we are now on Mondays. And Wednesdays from 10 a.m. to noon. Mark is not going right-handed golfing. We're not going to go. We're not going to show exclusive <laughs> Bob running videos. I mean, maybe we will. Maybe we'll still do that. Maybe we'll have fitness expeditions, and and Mark will have his uh, Instagram live with uh, Brunello, whatever that was back uh, when 2020 hit. Maybe that was uh, that. get me through the pandemic, is what yes. that was. <laughs> yes, yes. But, but we're so excited uh, for our Wednesday show, and this Wednesday show will actually be a unique one too because. The Farmers Insurance Open is a Wednesday to Saturday uh, tournament this week uh, to yeah. not interrupt with the NFL's coverage on Sunday, which is a huge day in sports. So on Wednesday, we'll be doing a lot of previewing, a lot of we'll hear a lot of players sound as well. It's going to be a great show as well in terms of betting perspective, fantasy, the works, Mark. Uh, 100%. I can't wait to take deep dives a little closer on, on the betting aspect and things to look for, which will be easier, guys, obviously, on Wednesdays when the tournament isn't going on. I've got something I am working on, swing-wise. And it is so simplistic. Uh, and it is, I think it might be so simplistic that it might even have to be a book or a podcast or something to help the general golfing public, our listeners, because, you know, I'm a fan of the PGA of Canada. I'm a fan of the PGA America. I believe if you put as much money and effort into lessons as you do with equipment and combine those two, you'll get better. But sometimes they just buy the equipment and they don't put in the work. But guys, I am onto something and I am going to walk you through this when you guys come to Carlsbad, when I see you at the end of the week in California. I'm telling you right now, I have got some, and I have tried this method and this theory, this way of thinking about the game on 12 handicap, 18 handicap, and you see immediate results, Adam, immediate. It is called the clock method, and I'm going to give you a sneak peek at the end of the week. How about that? Our season 13 Thanks, premiere. Thanks, Mr. Hogan. 
We have this huge announcement. And then Mark just drops that. Mark's going to be release, releasing a podcast, a book, maybe a pamphlet. Who knows how long will this be? It's been a fun one. Season. Well, Bob's going to have to write it, Adam. I'm going to lock Bob in a room for a day and talk to him about this. He's going to want to kill himself. That's and funny. then he's going to have to write the book. Okay. Well, looking forward to that. We'll discuss that and so much more on Wednesday show. We're back Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon. Thanks so much for joining us today. And remember, the first good decision on the golf course always starts in the closet. Thank you for listening. This segment of GTC presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management was brought to you by Adidas Golf and the Tour 360 22. Tour 360 22 sits on the feet you wear last, serving as the foundation for the Tour 360 fit, while the Spike More traction system will help golfers stay locked in. Thank you for listening to GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit GolfTalkCanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television weekly on the TSN Television Network.